How's your on. 2023 going, Jason? How many weeks are we into that? Are you still on track Three. for your New Year's resolutions? Did I don't have any. <laughs> Four. It's been the same. <laughs> get rich. Same shit for get five rich, years. Get massive. Get shredded. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like what I didn't like, even do my post on it this year. Usually I have a post about like my new year's resolutions are the same as they were three weeks ago, three months ago, three yeah. years ago. It's like ever evolving yeah. goals instead of resolutions. Mm. I can see how it's valuable for some people, maybe. Mm. Yeah, fresh start. Yeah. Everyone likes New Year's is the ultimate Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know> I mean? <laughs> That's a great explanation. Yeah. It's like I'll, it's, <laughs> I'll start on Monday. It's like no. I'll, I'm really going to do it this time. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like it. Yeah. The only thing I've done is like, I actually started doing it in December. It's like early for me, Jason. Earlier, yeah, yeah, wake yeah. up times, walk. Yeah. Getting that done first. What, what are we, is it seven? Mm. Yep. Seven's yeah. still a decent time. Yeah. Which personal trainers out there? I know you get up at 5.30. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a competition anymore. It's not a competition anymore. While you're having your 1 p.m. nap, I'm at work to so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I quickly realized that when I'm just not fluffing around in the gym, training in the morning isn't it. Half yeah. to train in the afternoon. I can't, I can't wake up, even go for a walk and like be on to squat threes. Yeah. Like that's a afternoon job. Yeah. So... Just gonna, just know when the best it just means we're going to have to like train and go straight to golf, which is not ideal. Yeah, it's okay. I don't like how busy it is in the gym in the afternoon. It's the only thing that's, well, that stops me from. So I'm going training, and train. doing ninety nine percent in my oh, garage. Oh, cool. And then I'll come to our shooting. Yeah. On Fridays, which is later anyway. Like we start at nine instead of like, yeah, eight o'clock, seven thirty. Yeah, ten o'clock is probably the perfect time, I reckon. Yeah, up fed. Yeah, you kind of get up, some do some movement feed and then yeah. go i don't mind like i ran this morning i don't mind yeah get up and run's good yeah, yeah. i don't mind if that. you did that but just mentally to get in a place to lift heavy even like the bodybuilding style training mm. like i can get up and do that it's fine but just the mm. the having the heavy load thing it's like, well, they say it's like really three push. between three and four o'clock it's like the best time to train i think well that's when it's scheduled for so there you go there you go Take straight it. after standout pt Yep, into the garage. It's good. It's good to train. It'd be good to train like at the end of the day, as long as you were like regimented, because mm. like all the stuff's done. Yeah. Sometimes like I have to do the the pressing things first because we go to the gym. I'm like, fuck, I've got all this shit to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Regardless that- of like whether you're disciplined and you can kind of push it out, sometimes I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. Actually, it's too much shit to do. Yeah. It's just yeah. like it's over. It's more overbearing than. Trying to push it away. I had one of those days yesterday because it was hot. It was like, I have to fucking train first thing in the yeah. morning or not. And it was just like, the to-do list is too big. Yeah. I have to get this done first and then I finish at like 5.30. It's like, okay. I'll continue on Bikram, with life. Bikram powerlifting. <laughs> yeah. Fucking no. Fuck. Yeah. It was like it was 36 wild. degrees. It was, would have been about 50 in your garage. Yeah. 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 So, we, we didn't worry about that. Mm. Well, yeah. 20... 2023 is going all right, Ben. Very good. How's yeah. your... I saw your little shuffle. Yeah. Little run. <laughs> I actually thought it, it looks was... Looks all right. See, I thought it was too. And everyone's like... And I was like, oh, that's the most... Like Jackson was like, that's the most bodybuilding run I've ever seen. And then someone else kind of commented. And I was like, I actually thought it was good. No, it looked I'll good. I'll just go fuck myself. Based on what <laughs> um, Durham taught us, I liked it. I was trying to get the hand movement back. 
I think that was yeah. the hardest thing. And I was just like super conscious about striking the floor and not sounding like a giraffe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I feel good today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. I did like 12 minutes. Shit, yeah, it did fine. Yeah. I think yeah. if I was, I did plan to do a bit of an, a more extended session today because I don't train today. Yeah. So I was going to do like, you know, 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then do some walking and do some cyclical work with some stuff that's fun. Yeah. Um, Mate, that's my whole running program. Minutes? 20 minutes oh, I didn't do it straight though that's not not me either oh cool 200 on 100 off yeah trying to I've gone taking a different approach this time so after speaking with Durham so the last 5k I did was just like I had one run a week where I just ran for like 30 minutes yeah and then one tempo day that I always skipped <laughs> <laughs> the most important one by the sound of it <laughs> <laughs> so this time I'm running at a speed that I yeah. want to run and then building time rather than yeah. starting with time because the cadence is speed. the most important thing well that's what I'm starting to understand yes it's mm-hmm. like so I'm running I'm like 510 at the moment for the 200 meters yep um, so there's hills it's a 600 yeah. uh, 60 meter elevation over the 5k's mm-hmm. so I'm allowing that if I'm running 510s in training I can run 5.5 yep at the event and then I should I think that works out sub 30 See how it goes. Yeah. I'm only doing it just because it's easier to do the, get your steps up. Get steps up. Yeah, I've done like 5,000 steps ass, already. doing nothing all day. Yeah. Yeah, because someone was like, oh, it's something about me changing my goals. I'm like, the goal's the same. Yeah. yeah. How we get there is probably a little different. You can do output in 10 minutes. But it's like, yeah, I just, if I'm, I'm, I have to sit, at, sit or stand at a desk for yeah. hours on end. It's like, if I were to count steps only and not play golf, mm it's like fuck it's a long day yeah. walk around the house yeah. how um how often do you actually go into standing desk when you're working uh yesterday i spent the whole day yeah well it's way more productive i think it's because my chair's fucked though okay so i bought a new chair this morning as everybody knows very excited about it yeah so i got an ergo tune plus or some shit Oof. yeah it's good the review's pretty good Oof. yeah i just hope i haven't hyped it up enough that much that like when I get it, I'm like ah fuck yeah it sounds good yeah. but it's got a really good return policy like don't have to do anything just press a button someone comes picks it up and mad yeah so I'm like that's, that's confidence I like yeah, that kind of confidence yeah well that me too yeah. me too as you know those little things I think mean a lot in business so yeah like uh, I think that's part of the reason why but I was way more productive standing than I was sitting interesting yeah because sometimes like I sit and I start to like kind of get into this like kind of casual posture see I do that when I stand I lean on the desk yeah okay maybe that's how you have the desk set up maybe I've lowered the height Probably of mine lower, yeah I've lowered the height of mine so yeah. I have to like consciously like yeah after put myself Ali's... in an elevated position did yeah. you do the desk setup with Ellie or no I she told just, you that no you you were telling me like eye height um, yeah. and then the seat height and stuff which yeah. which I was but my seat was too cooked so like, for all the online coaches out there your wrists should be below your elbow in your mm, seated position yeah no idea that, that was the case yeah which has made a large difference to my thoracic mobility yep so hot tip for you yeah I think clip um, it clip that one Tam <laughs> I think because I sit in the same chair that I play video PlayStation games. on yeah adult plays video games fuck you guys me too good um, but I play lots of them <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I probably should spend more time standing when I'm working yeah because you can't stand and play video games we yeah. can but you just can't be good yeah. And I don't have the... Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. You do a lot more design work. 
I feel like, more movie stuff, whereas I think I would do more typey stuff. Mm. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I like to sit and type. But if I do check-ins and stuff, I'm yep. reminding myself that I actually have a standing desk because I stopped actually ever fucking using it. Yep. So, like, yeah, Q&As and consults, check-ins, yep. those type of things where I'm speaking, yep. I try and do standing a lot. Yeah. Do you use your desk mat thing? Uh, your walking mat, sorry? Um, Not when I'm working. Mm. For Q&A and stuff, I do. Yeah, I feel like I need to... Yeah. Even I've got a treadmill in the garage. I'll actually... It's like way I'm, too much friction. Yeah, I'm more likely to put that behind the couch after work, okay. uh, after dinner, and do steps watching TV yep. than I am to do it while I work. Yeah. Too many inputs. Yep. I used to play Destiny 2 whilst riding a bike. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. played a lot of Mario Kart <laughs> on that thing. Yeah. I used to play walker. FIFA and shit, like yeah. online, while I used to cycle. Yeah. I had like a fucking calluses on my ass from the amount of hours I spent on there. Yeah, I was, um, <laughs> fuck, it was a couple of preps ago, I think. I was playing Forza on the spin bike yep. a lot and I was like trying to pass people with my legs and it doesn't work. Yeah. Pedaling faster does not make the car uh, faster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do that too. It's like get closer to goal and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were <laughs> it's shit... It's just if, making you tired. If you were shit, you wouldn't burn as much energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah good getting time. a good seat is really important on a spin bike i think that's what Fuck. put me off yeah that's, i sold mine because it was yeah yeah doesn't even yeah. the tried the the thing that goes over it the yeah. sock no. the with the gel not it's yet. not good not yet no yeah 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 but stepwise i think i'm fine because we're playing golf like three times a week yeah it's like moment. it hasn't really been an issue yeah, yeah. except for Sunday because Poor. hung as I, far. I reckon i did the least amount of steps i've ever done in a single day in my whole life. Yeah. 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 It, was a, it was a bad, bad time. Yeah. I actually wasn't that sick. I went to Akami for lunch. Yeah, I saw that. And I was yeah. like... It's brave though. Amy wanted to... I felt a bit bad because like, she had to put up with me being drunk and then she had to put up with me being hungover. And I was like, oh, like I'm okay. Like I actually didn't feel sick or anything. I was mm. just a bit slow. Do you, to, do you find the need to like make out as if you're less hung than you are the next day? Um, Look, I think she thought it was going to be... Like your Bucks weekend hung. Yeah. Which it wasn't, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um but I did pretty well on the waters throughout the day. I yeah. had I think I reckon I had three or four hydrolytes throughout the day. Yeah. Which helped. Yeah. Um but yeah, it wasn't too bad. So we went to lunch and I was like in my back of my mind, I was like, Yeah, like well she wanted to go look a few display homes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like just go cruise around. <sighs> well <laughs> we finished lunch and I was just like That's an L for me. She's like, All right, so we'll go and I was like, Look I was going to say, let's go to display homes, but I don't think I can. I think I need to go sit down. She's <laughs> like, okay. So then we went and played computer games. For yeah, like yeah. Five hours on the couch. Yeah, I took all of the might that I had, which is very little, <laughs> and went downstairs and like helped Steph like mop the floor and yeah. I hosed down the deck and like moved all the chairs. And then after that, I just made myself look busy, but yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> Steph was doing all the work. And then I was just like, whoa, I'm going to go. Lay down again. Back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night though. Yeah. So we had our, for those yeah, who good. aren't putting the pieces together, we had our Christmas party on the yep. weekend. Which Played was quite a Christmas good. party. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Enjoyable. Very fun. Tam had his first hit of a golf club. Yeah. What did you think, Tam? Oh, you, you, do you have yeah, a mic? Like, oh, right. Yell it really loud. Yeah. Need more practice. Needs more, Needs practice. more practice. Everybody needs yeah, more practice. Same. same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that was okay. Lunch, golf, wine bar, pub, <clears throat> drunk. Mm. Later. My house. At the, what do you call it? Graceland. Graceland. Apparently. I was going to call it Graceland. I was like, it's not right. Yeah, it could be Graceland. There's always a lot of food here. <laughs> <laughs> there's foods, there's drinks. Yeah. You know. And we, yeah. I think Tam has. Graceland's not cool though. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on your yeah. age bracket, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool enough. Over me. 60, it might be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm middle-aged now, apparently, so maybe I, <laughs> maybe I should just get with the program. <laughs> oh, dear. Never letting that one go. Nah, so hanging on to it. Bro. Uh, scarred me into my subconscious. <laughs> wait, wait till you actually are middle-aged. Yeah, You're I know. Like, Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, wait till you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor dad. Uh, just got the stink eye. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income and have a long sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. So I thought, because what else we did last week, and we promised on last episode that we would talk about our first meeting of the year um so we did a, a couple of things first thing first i guess thing on the agenda was planning out the year and i think for personal trainers who are busy i think this is even more important like if you're not that full yet like you, it's harder to see yeah. further it's just like get full book <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's fucking on everything on the list yeah yeah but once you get to that or pretty close to that like there's so many options now that you can kind of pursue yeah so like we get asked about like should i run a podcast should i fucking go online should i start education should i whatever it is that's like the next avenue bringing on trainers like without and we did it we just said yes to everything without really sitting back and going like, okay, what's the time demand of this going to be like? Who's the time demand going to be on? If you're a sole mm. sole business owner, sole trader, that means all of it's on you. So if you're still trying to do 45 sessions and all of this other stuff, like you need to obviously be aware of what that's going to require of you. So really important to actually sit back and go like, what am I going to do when? And then if you are that kind of sole trader and even just personal training is the main thing, it's like, okay, Maybe you want to move to an app. Maybe you want to build a resource. Maybe you want to run an event. Like, there's always something. I know for us, there's always something. And if you listen to the podcast, probably, you're not yep. just going in, training people and leaving. So, actually putting deadlines on that over the next year and projecting the year. And mm. I think it takes, I know for me, like writing it all out, took a lot of pressure off how I felt moving <clears throat> into the year. Yeah. So cool. We just need to do this thing, and I can worry about that thing later. Yeah, and I think the, another great thing is just like when because it, it's kind of similar to training. Like every now and then, like people kind of just lose sight 
Mm. So, you get busy, something yeah. happens in your personal life or whatever, or a combination of everything, and then you're just like, I don't even know what I have to do or what I'm working towards or what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then you just get caught up in the rat race. Yeah. Um, at least then you can go, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of done. Like, we yeah. should, you just need to get back to here. Yeah. So, it gives you a lot of, like, direction for people who lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, after a tough year in business, I think, across the fitness industry in general... Um, was good for us to do some projections as well of like, if this, then that kind of what are the outcomes yeah. at, at each stage? And then what decisions does each stage allow us to make as well? Mm. So it's like when the revenue column looks like this, we can do that. Yeah. And we can do that or we can do that. And it's like, it starts to, or you might discover that there's things you can do straight away that you thought were out of reach. Yeah. Which yeah, is really definitely. cool as well. Yeah. And exciting. Yeah. 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 Cause you don't want to be in the same spot a year from now just doing the same shit yeah no i don't really know anyone that does yeah you know so if you just caught up run doing sessions and don't really think about the future and don't really think about what that could be or what what you want it to be like you just spend a year doing the same thing yeah which is really easy to do yeah so easy to just be busy you know in the gym and just doing that just trading time especially if you make a decent money doing it yeah well i yeah, we did it for however long. I did it for way longer than anyone else probably. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. it is just easy. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's important to actually just take a step back. What are the things that if you had if you had unlimited time and you had unlimited budget, what would you do? Me? No, no. Oh, well, I was like, I'll yes, just work out but- all the time. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the ear people, um, for anyone watching, listening, like that would be the action step. It's like, what if you had unlimited resource, unlimited time, what would you do with your business? Yeah. And then like, okay, well, what are the steps? Write all of the things. So, it's not just like I would open the Mecca gym. Like, what else would you do? What else would you enjoy doing? And then what version of that can you do three months, six months, nine months, 12 months from now and Mm. start kind of pushing towards that and what needs to actually happen for those things to come in place? Yeah. So, that was cool. I left that meeting very excited. Yeah, same. Very focused and very confident in the year to come. Yeah. Which, like, what? that's why we're doing a podcast about it because we think it'd be really valuable for everyone else to do. I just got to get through the first quarter because all my work is... Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, we're just like writing Q1 and dad's just like, oh, we'll do this as well. I was like, um... <laughs> So far, everything has been Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not kill the man in the first three months. Yeah. We have JT's other shit. Like, uh, I'm going to take like a six-week holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking Q2 off. Fuck yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you have shit on then too. So was, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at all of it. It's still here. I'm looking at it now. It's still depressing me. I've got a lot of shit to do. Mm. About time, Ben say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stop looking at it. It's giving me anxiety. Yeah. Rub it out, Tam. It's huh. high. I'm taking a photo of it. There's ups and downs. That's <laughs> no, all right. I'm kidding. There's busy times. And Just in case I lose a picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing that we did that I thought we can structure an episode around, hopefully, <laughs> pray for us, <laughs> is like what actually makes a business. So mm. we had an opportunity present itself that has been, I laughed because like, Tam was like, oh, we just invented that out of nothing. Like, that was cool. And I was like, that's been on my whiteboard for like three years. Yeah. Four. It's, it's been in the cards. It's a thing. Um, but it 
obviously some changes happened that allowed us to really consider um, starting a third arm of the business, basically. <coughs> um, we're not going to announce what it is just yet. You have to wait till... Yeah, that's it's, on not, the Q- yeah, it's on the Q2 list. It needs to get developed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at Along the moment everything it lives in else. the cloud. <laughs> it lives in the whiteboard yeah, land. That's the it. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the land with the book. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a really interesting process to go through with three different pers- four different personalities and watch it come together to be a thing to actually at least be in whiteboard land not just a, yeah we should we should do this yeah so it started with we should do this and i think as a pt there's lots of we should yeah we should run a seminar we should run a lift off we should do a photo shoot we should bring on a coach we should create some resources we should build a website we should do all this shit but it stays on we should for a really long time. Yeah, or I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. So, it went from there and then we sort of went, well, okay. Thankfully, the we should went f- came from a very direct need for people that we work with. Yeah. Then we kind of took a step back and went, actually, it's not just personal trainers that this would benefit. It would benefit a lot of people. Yeah. So, it was like, okay, there's lots of upside here. We're starting to see like, okay, there's there's a bit of upside. But the first thing we really did was like hone in on what the problem was. What is the pe- people out there that we're looking for? What are they actually wanting? What do they need? What problems do they face? And what do they need solved? Mm-hmm. So, the business is really going to be based around doing back-end shit that people don't want to do and finding a way to do that well. What's up, guys? You're listening to the STC Fit Learning Podcast brought to you by ourselves. Feel free to go check out our website, so stcfitlearning.com. On there, we have a bunch of free resources, including how to niche your business, how to actually sell during consults, and a free programming template, plus our business scorecard, which you can go and take and see how you stack up in the industry based on what we think is elite and how to become the best trainer in your gym, in your town, and in the industry. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you take a screenshot and tag us, we really, really appreciate it. It really helps get this message out to help improve our industry and keep people in their personal training careers. Enjoy the app. So if you're a personal trainer and you're thinking about an event, you've got to step back and think... The event's great for you. You've got marketing, you've got whatever. But what are the, what's the need that you're actually trying to fill with the clients? What are the problems that you're actually looking at? So if you look at an event, for example, so that's a lift off or a photo shoot or whatever other cool thing that you can come up with, charity day for like um, CrossFit workouts or anything. What's the client problem that you're actually solving? More often than not, that's going to be community. I think that's the big thing that all personal trainers talk about and they want. And they're like, oh, I'll fucking print some clothing and then I'll have community. It's like, not quite. Like, a lot of businesses that have community also have clothing, but I don't think clothing creates community. There's something else that's got to happen for that to move. Yeah. So, okay, there's community. Then outcomes like we know for our clients 
if we set a targeted date for our clients, they always do better. Yeah. Always. So we want to create an environment where the person's stretching a little bit, but not so much that they're like, shit the bed and hate life. (laughs) (laughs) So they're the two things that you're looking at identifying going, okay, these are the client needs that I have. Then we go, all right, what about for me as the business business, owner? What's the actual upside here? Because you can't do everything just for your clients all the time. There has Mm. to be... Give and take. Yeah. 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 So, all right, I've identified these are two things that would be really beneficial to give my clients. The avenue that I'm going to pursue could be an event. What would an event look like? Usually, I would suggest look at all the hard shit first. Because it's really easy to get excited and go, it'll be fucking awesome. I'll get heaps of people. And then like we'll get heaps of photos and everyone will PB and I'll look awesome and I'll be able to sell it and I can can advertise that I'm running a photo shoot so then I'll get heaps of clients, blah, 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 blah. blah. Instead, start at the back Mm. and go, okay, how much is the venue going to cost? How much is the photographer going to cost? Are your clients willing and able to pay? Do you have enough clients that would be interested? How are you going to get more? Can you actually facilitate this as a thing? What reason if you... This is the biggest one that I see with challenges, events, everything. Is like PTs are like, oh, I'm going to run a challenge or do a lift off as a marketing strategy. Hmm. I've never seen it work. I've never seen anyone who's not selling personal training sell personal training packaged as for a thing and then be like, hey, I put on 10 people for my amateur powerlifting meet. Haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> Yeah, so I was struggling to sell PT, but then just did a challenge and then all of a sudden got business. Yeah, it's like, it's not... Yeah. They People who were selling well definitely yeah. have done challenges to capitalize. Yeah. But that's because they've already tapped into what they need to tap into to get the leads in the first place. Mm. So if you're not getting people on the phone and in front of you and selling, then putting up a poster in your gym, hey, I'm running a photo shoot with no relationship, no trust, no belief which we just kind of identified like this is going to be a stretch for a lot of your clients mm. and you're you're not in the position of authority slash leadership slash whatever you want to call it to be like, I believe you can do this and they're like, oh, fuck, Jason, I can do it, I can do it. <laughs> like that's not, yeah, it's not going to happen. No one's walking past that sign and be like, that's the thing that I want to do. They weren't walking yeah. around the gym thinking that that's what they wanted to do. At least in my experience. If anyone yeah. wants to prove me wrong, go for it. Uh, that'd be an interesting story I'd like to hear it (laughs) so so we've got expenses outgoings then you need to think about like the actual logistics of doing it Um, so shout out to the boys in Sydney we had a fucking great time and it was Mm. awesome but (laughs) but the gym didn't know we were coming (laughs) they'd forgotten Mm. it wasn't set up the day before their layout of the place was a little bit challenging to set up. Yeah. Um, we had things kind of already done, but the trainers <coughs> hadn't filled out lift attempts, hadn't put yeah, in running sheet their warm ups. They hadn't like wouldn't have even noticed that we brought a projector. Like mm. had things set up, had yeah. those um, warm up sheets and running sheets and uh, all of that kind of stuff done 
prior we've done the same thing with photo shoots like people know you're on at this time you're doing this at this yeah. time these are the movements you're going to yeah. do like everything distinct roles for the day who's doing what yeah yeah um and even then because like granted their first time and i know the boys are listening and you did a great job it's okay we ran a fucking awesome event but just like even three quarters of the way through the day it was just like you just watched the just yeah the, the energy expiry just, date hit yeah. their faces like it's, yeah you're fucked energy just drained <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's understanding that like you can't just decide to do an amateur powerlifting meet yeah it doesn't just happen and like if we've we know because we've fucked it up in the past the, granted the lift offs has always been pretty good but the first few photo shoots we did were like oh. exactly that sound that describes the first few Fuck. photo shoots we did because yeah. they weren't planned they weren't organised they went for too long yeah mm. for for that reason they weren't structured they weren't there was no deliberate it was like oh just choose your poses that you want to do just go mm. and it's like nah yeah okay so we start to put together like okay what are the cons not even cons but what's involved in actually doing this yeah what are the logistics what are the financial outputs what actually needs to happen mm. first step from there what we always do is like okay how do we make it wash its own face because mm. in this instance the reward probably is going to be retention and post-event sales yep and people think it's pre-event sales it's not it's post-event yeah. You start posting all the results and lead up into four weeks before, they four weeks results, after. They get, you get referrals. Yeah, exactly. It starts getting, you get the messages like, oh, I saw what you did with such and such yeah. and it looked really cool. Can I inquire and that sort of stuff, um, which is awesome. And that's what you want. So that's yeah. what you're really looking for. But you need the event probably not to run at a loss because a lot of you don't have 500 to $1,000 just sitting there to burn. Yeah. In the hope you get a couple of clients on the back end. Yeah. Like you want the event to run at least semi at a profit. Yeah, agreed. So if we think about that, overheads, outgoings, these are all the stresses. This is what I need to break even. <coughs> can I do that? And can I do it right now? Not I'm going to put up posters and invent this strategy that all of a sudden people are going to come into like we just discussed. Mm. Can I take the group of people that I have right now to this event, sell enough tickets that it pays for the venue and the photographer and the whatever else, the social event afterwards, all that shit. So if we do that, then we go, what's the actual return to us? And we sort of skipped ahead. It's like, okay, really it's going to be getting results for the clients, which is retention, getting marketing content from all the photos and the outcomes, the before and afters. Maybe you could do some testimonials around it as well. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. So, I guess a question is like going through the process that we went through on Friday. So, I think your sort of strength in that environment was like, here's all the problems we can solve. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And was like, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Mm. These are things that we could do to fix them yeah and then I went yes <laughs> I 100% agree but logistically we need someone to do this 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 yeah yeah and dad said that's going to cost this much <laughs> yeah this is how it's going to work and then we went cool so what's the upside how do we push it out to people how do we get people for it mm. 
and then okay, does this balance on the scales? Why it's yeah. been sitting on the on the whiteboard for the last three years is because it didn't before. Yeah, and there were too many other things that took yeah the attention. Yeah, away. that that list of trade offs was too high for us to yeah. take it on. Yeah, hundred percent. And it sounded still awesome on paper back then, but mm. we just didn't have the clients, the staff in place, the knowledge in place, the support, the marketing mm. strategies. They weren't all there to make it work. All the technology, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe we just didn't see enough people have that problem at that time as well. Yeah. Because now we like we know that a lot of people have that same problem. So it's like, well. Let's let's provide a solution to all of these. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is should be the crux of, you know, really you most businesses. Yeah. So before we keep going, I just want to give you guys a little message about our Standout PT program. So Standout PT has been designed for personal trainers who want to sustain a long-term career in fitness, but right now they're sick of chasing clients. They're not making enough time for money and they're super frustrated with the results that they're getting in their business and they can't see themselves being here in three to five years time. If you want to know more about the Standout PT program, head to stcfitlearning.com, head to programs and all the details are there and you can book in your free exploration call where we can have a look and see whether or not that would actually be a suitable program for where your business is at right now. And back to the episode. So, that's the road I want to go down now. So for a personal trainer, I know we've done like how to like not be a PT and start running a business and stuff before, but hey, it's what we do. It's how to become a standout PT. That's our mm. thing. So if you're a session trainer right now, the first step to becoming a business owner is identifying the client. Start with the client or the problem? What do you think? Well, I don't think you're going to identify a client like identify the problem without knowing the client. Yeah. Yep. So first you have to decide. I think who, your personal training probably. Yeah. First you have to decide who you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Mm, interesting. It's a real because you could think chicken or the egg. Kind yeah, because right? it's almost the same. Because it's like, well, I've decided I want to solve the problem of getting leaner, stronger, fitter. Yeah, and no, it's like who is who that is person? that? Yeah. Or I've decided. <coughs> I want to work with this person and they yeah and yeah. these are and this is what they experience yeah yeah well, I guess yeah. that sort of overlaps a bit so it's like yeah so it'd be like the who, client who they are and the problems they they face well they're let's call it their like overarching problem mm. so the outcome kind of thing yeah like what's the so we do on the value compass we have the core problem then we have the three like main and then the 100 pain points three outcomes the main outcome so this is like ICA, ideal client avatar, ties in with that core pain. Mm. So I train people who are 25 to 35 who want to get fitter, leaner, stronger, who have experience in the gym, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's the person. Yeah. Then we go, okay, before we go, before we move on to what's, what we do then, you transitioned from a gen pop-ish trainer at Good Life when you first started yeah to being because this is the one of the <clears throat> most commonly asked things in the standout q and it's like how did you go from gym leads to hand selecting people that you wanted to work with 
and then the extreme element of that of like moving online to purely working with body composition people and having almost no general pop clients yeah like general health fat loss let's call them mm. like still probably gen pop but yeah just not beginners outcomes. like yeah. I've, I've never been to the gym before um oh, it, it, firstly it comes to identifying exactly what well, it comes to the whole goal things right the goals and i think like what you find what's going to keep you in the industry five years down the track like i was like i want to train these type of people mm. i don't want to i don't want to train that particular person yeah because if i train that particular person for the rest of my life i'm gonna shoot myself in the face <laughs> so with love yeah of course <laughs> but it's like if but you're, i get it yeah it's like i don't know like washing the dishes or it's like folding the washing I yeah just, nah. yeah I get such it. a stupid task <laughs> to do you know it needs yeah. to be done i get it but it's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. i had to fold the washing for the rest of my life i wouldn't do it yeah I just as a job so yep. it's the same as working with this particular type of person so then it was like okay well how do I get a full book of these people yep so you have to know around about it's like just what makes them tick how to speak to them the tone of language that you use like you know all the problems that they solve like you know even just to the point of like your know, words that they would align with and then that's literally how you talk and act uh, for the rest of your days in the gym, you know, especially yeah. if you're in the gym attracting people, yeah. you know, face to face. And then, like I said to the guys in standout, I was like, if there's people in your gym you want to train, go talk to them. Yeah. Because yeah, your your goal is to take people's attention because we're all really competing for attention. And some people are competing for broader spans of attention than others. And other people are just want a, a, a certain type of person's attention. Yeah. And if you don't go and talk to them in the gym, like they're not really kind of going to know who you are and have their attention drawn to them yeah, or to you. So then it was like, you know, just going up to people, chatting about training, you know, and then just saying to them, like, look, you've got a lot of potential. Like, you know, you've, we've talked about, your, you know, how you're going with your results and stuff. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And then you get uh, two or three of those people and just you get exceptional results. Mm. You just market the fuck out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had a pretty similar story myself, to be honest. So I moved from Good Life to a health club, rather leisure center. Yeah, probably a leisure it, center, center. I would call it, yeah. Pool and shit. Um, gym floor staff that wrote push pull leg cardio age, programs. It's like sixty. Yeah, yeah, it felt it's, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah anything that has aqua aerobics is leisure center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was training there, and I was training people like the average age of my clientele was probably forty or older. Mm. Um. And I was transitioning from a gen pop trainer, physique, I don't want to say athlete, but like yeah. personal goals around physique, transitioning into strength and obviously starting to work with an older demographic and a demographic who, generally speaking, weren't overweight. Mm. They wanted to feel better, perform better, look better, not just lose fat. Yeah, which demographics of the area and all those kind of things played a part of. So I just started getting these people really fucking strong. Like I had 50, 55 year old women doing triples with body weight on squats and deadlifts in the gym. People were like, what the fuck is going on over there? So I just did that consistently. Ended up moving gyms to a location that 
actually had the people I wanted to work with that mm. wanted to two times their body weight, not one times their body weight, or were probably, if I'm honest, only doing triples heavy because I wanted them to. And it was my thing that I did. Um, they just wanted to be stronger in general. And we just used that as benchmarks, yeah. which I don't think is wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't forced on them, but it was like, hey, why don't we go down this direction? And as we mm. said, with the leadership authority thing, people follow. So went to another gym, started to, a lot of those clients came with me, but younger clients who wanted that outcome started seeing me on the gym floor. They started seeing I was the only one paying a lot of attention to the way people were moving. I had people who had visually and perceptually no business moving the weight that they were moving, moving a shitload of weight. Mm. And it was like, then I got one, then I got two. And then all I showed was those people. I still had gen pop clients and I wasn't out of disrespect to them, but it was like, this is what I showcase on my socials. This is what I talk about on yeah. Instagram, on stories, on back then Facebook. Like, this is the thing that I do. Yeah. And just kept doing that. And then really just started putting out heaps and heaps of free shit about it. Mm. And that's when we started the podcast. And like the early days of the podcast were more the fit side of the business where we're talking about training and lifting weights and mm. whatever. So talked about it heaps there, released heaps of free resources. We were doing workshops. I think that's like one thing that um, definitely for yourself and me while I was still at Point Cook was like the muscle camps and shit that we did. Yeah. It was like announcing to the gym, this is what I fucking do. Yeah. And I think the lift off did that for me later when yeah. I'd moved um, to a different place it was like oh he's the strength guy and if yep. you want to get strong you go see him um, but yeah I got to a point where I, I reckon I had maybe six people that were like traveling between 10 and 30 k's yeah. once to once a week to once a fortnight because they'd seen that and that's what he does so if you're in a position at the moment where you're just training anyone and everyone and you're frustrated by it you've got to decide it's like it's the be do have thing. Mm. You've got to be the guy first. Yeah. Then you'll start to attract the people. So you say all the time, like if you've got one person that you like training, do everything for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the lens. Yeah. Talk to them, write programs for them, whatever it is. Yeah. Just like all free content for them. Sorry. It's like that's the. Yeah. I would even say programs though, like. Your programming template should be designed to facilitate their goal. Your yeah. resources should be designed to facilitate their goal. Your onboarding systems, your sales yeah. calls, your whatever. Like yeah. the 45, maybe not so much now, but your 45-year-old 2019, 2018, when I was starting to do online and stuff, weren't coming on a Zoom call. Nah. <laughs> like maybe now. Yeah. Like post-work from home life, but... Yeah. Like that, that in and of itself eradicated people. Mm. And you need to know how to use Google Drive and a Google Sheet and now an app and yeah. follow instructions and stuff. And if you can't do that, like you're not going to really enjoy the service that I provide. Yep. Which again was an age cap built within it. And it was a yep. filter of like, I've had people just, and I'm sure you have too, get in and just like within two weeks, just like, oh, this is too much yeah like I yeah. can't it's like well yeah that's because the people I work with yeah see value in this yep 
and I charge more online than most people do face to face because mm. there's a lot of value so in this. If you use it. If you use it yeah. and if you come to me and say like I just want sets and reps and an exercise name on a piece of paper, it's like I'll tell you to go pay for someone's face to face time. Because yeah. you'll get more value yeah, out of that. More. Yeah, Because yeah. the, the things that I'm good at, you're not going to use. Mm. So, yeah, I think that is a big part of it. Yeah, 100%. So, if you're in that model at the moment, become that. So, becoming a business is first identifying who the person is and be that. Be that person. Then, look at like, okay, what are the next steps in your business? So... What's up, guys? Another quick break. I just wanted to jump in and tell you guys, remind you guys about the STC Fit Learning Mentorship. Now, our mentorship has been running since about 2016, where we've developed trainers through their first year of business in personal training and allowed them to leapfrog the first five years of mistakes that we made. If you're currently studying, looking to finish in the next month or so, or you're looking for someone to help you out with mentoring and all that kind of stuff, jump on have a look at the details for the mentorship at stcfitlearning.com. Head to programs and mentorship and all the details are there and you can come and be an STC Fit coach for an entire year. Includes all of our education and direct mentoring from our head coaches. Back to the episode. One thing we started to do was like, for example, like we introduced Teachable for our resources to move off Google Drive. There's a fucking hundred different ways you can do that now whether it's Discord, Teachable, Money Networks, Kajabi, mm. what are the other ones? Apes. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> so when we look at that, you can say, well, like, okay, Google Drive is free, mm. but it's obviously a lot lower perceived value and service than its own being in its own thing and looking professional and having to log in and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So the consideration then is like, well, what's the cost going to be? Because I've heard people say like that stuff like that's so expensive. And it's like, if it streamlines your onboarding process, you could put on two or three people at a time instead of one person at a time. Yeah. Right. A really good example of this is when we changed our check-in um, setup. Yeah. And we all put on 20% more clients overnight. Yeah. Because we could. Because yes. check-ins were fucking so much faster. Still are. Yeah. Well, still were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're relearning yeah. a new system and making yeah. it more efficient. But, yeah. um, but I think if you, if you know, if you have the problem and you know the person and then like the problems and that we spoke about just then, you need to also think about like what's involved in how, in what you deliver <clears throat> and what the person gets. Yeah. So then you can do the troubleshooting of like, okay, well, is it going to be on this? Is it going to yep. be on this platform? Like, I feel like a lot of people even just don't even know what the business is that they actually have. Yeah, you're right. We'll probably skip a step there where <clears> it's like- If you sell wine, yeah, it's like, what do you sell? Like, yeah. how mu- what types of wine? Yeah. You know, it's like, you're like, oh, these people like wine and they want to buy it off me. And it's yeah. like, okay, well- who that person is and the you know the steps involved in you know the problems they face whatever and then it's like hey so what is it yeah is it one wine mm. is it a groups of wine is it going to be sold in cases single bottles yeah all of those things pt's the same it's like no one can sit there well sorry very few people can sit there when they come in to stand out pt and just go you know i'm 
this business can solve this problems to these people and I offer this, this, and this. It's just like, I just do sessions Yeah. at XY yeah. gym. Yeah. I train and they might say, I'm a body composition trainer at best. Yeah. And it's like, well- Which <clears> usually <throat> just means that what they like. It's not necessarily what they yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like all of these hows to make it more optimized mm. and actually make it into a, a, a service or product that someone yeah. can actually kind of get from you yeah. and knows exactly what they're getting. Because like- Realistically, when you first started PT, like I don't know about you, my clients didn't know what the fuck they were getting. No, just rocked up, <laughs> yeah. rock up every Monday and every fucking Thursday I, at six o'clock. I promise to lose weight. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's hard to streamline these things because no one actually sits there and goes, "Well, what is it that yeah you know STC Fit actually like offers to solve X Y Z to this person?" Yeah, yeah, you're right. We stepped, <clears throat> we skipped a step that we kind of talked about, which was. Like we said earlier, setting up. Yeah. This is the what. Yeah. The what we do. So that becoming that person, part of becoming the strength coach, mm. the body composition coach, the whatever it is that you want to do, the single mums or returning to training, whatever it is, becoming that means designing your whole business around yeah. it. It's like how are you going to solve it? Yeah. It's like what's you've your identified who the person is and what the what the problems are. How are you going to solve them? Yeah. You know, or what are you going to solve and then how are you going to solve them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So you've picked the person that you like to work with. You've started to identify, okay, what's actually involved in servicing them? Mm. What's the, and something that I know personal trainers don't do and need to do way more fucking often than they do. And we try to do it probably every six, at least, at least every 12, if not six months is a start to finish walk through from the client's perspective yeah so i did yesterday with one of our services and changed like a hundred things how many a lot damn <laughs> <laughs> that q1 list is getting bigger <laughs> no it's already done you're welcome ah oh, thank you um yeah so it was actually for the scorecard stcfitlearning.com forward slash scorecard for your free get on it for your free 10 page report that i wrote yesterday um so I went through that process and I was like, design is outdated. Yeah. It doesn't look like Tam's stuff does now. Mm-hmm. Um, even the wording and stuff, we'd change things in the course that now wasn't in there. We'd evolve stuff, pull stuff back. And yeah. we actually had someone look over our business last year and it was she, the explanation that she politely explained was like, you can tell that your business has evolved yeah. and you've tried to just update mm. rather than redo a lot of the marketing stuff and a lot of the service stuff that we have. So when people land on it and they don't know what it used to be, it's confusing as fuck. Yeah. And I was like, that's how this feels. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it doesn't really lead anywhere. It all gets a bit clunky. And I was like, why has this never worked? It's like, well, because when you look at it with a fresh lens through fresh eyes and actually don't just be like, no, the scorecard's good Mm. or your check-in process is good or your onboarding is good or the fucking piece of paper that you pull out when you do a consult instead of having a job form in between the phone call and the consultation like all of that shit you've been doing it so long and it works that you're like no it's good it's like good's not great yeah and great (laughs) earns money yeah and great gets the specific person that you want yep so it's those little things actually like okay what does it feel like to be a client when I call them in the gym or I DM them on Instagram. Yeah. What does that feel like for a start? Yeah. 
What do you actually do? I don't feel like even anyone knows what what the procedure is. Is it clunky? Is it Mm. weird? Is it, what's my intent? Is it desperate? Is it whatever? Okay, Mm. so we've assessed that. Cool. Then what happens between then and when I see them again? Mm. Nothing. Okay, I wonder why no one fucking shows up. (laughs) What could I do to improve the fact that they don't come? All right, well, maybe I could create a digital form. So then they've got some buy-in and they get that straight away and it's tangible and it makes me feel real. I'm not a voice on mm-hmm. the phone. So they call the gym at 6 o'clock when you're supposed to see them at six at 6.15 and say, hey, I'm not coming and you've already made it all your way in because they just think you're a guy that works at the gym or yeah. girl. Sweet. So I'm like, okay, now I've got that. What about if I have this idea of exactly who I am and the problems I solve, I could put together something that would show them that before they even got here, mm-hmm. which is what we call our hero content. So there's specific podcast episodes and other resources that we mm. use between those mm. things to be like, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. And then you get on a consult and they go, oh, this is like made for me. <laughs> and you're like, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the so team. It's so hard to get those words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then what's the consult like? Mm. Are you still doing fucking... Remember the old like graph thing that you used to... Now, the first eight weeks are going to look like this and then the next Trying four Trying to convince weeks. gen pop clients to do fitness assessments to buy personal training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, your four, your first four weeks, you won't... Uh, what is it? You'll be able to notice. Eight weeks, other people will be able to notice. Mm. Or some shit. Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. like everyone will notice at 12 weeks. Yeah, like, yeah. And my minimum term is 12 weeks. Yeah. 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 That's why we need... Anyway. So, it's like, are you still doing that shit? Like, and are you still just being like... And what do you eat? And show me your squat. And let's mm-hmm. test your external rotation. And it's like, go through that as a client and think about if you were hiring a yeah. coach and they did that with you, yeah. how fucking terrible that would be. I know it's yeah. in your cert four, but if you were hiring someone, you would want something mm-hmm. better than that. So if you want to be the guy, the girl, for probably people who have had PTs before, what makes you better? Yeah. Where were we up to? Consult. Mm. What's the sales process like? Yep. Are you confident? Are you still like got a fucking laminated folder with your sales presentation in it? Or do you have an iPad? Like what's... Mm. What do you that just not have like? any? Anything, yeah. It's just like, yeah, Raz, it's yeah. fucking you know 50 cash. Don't worry about Special price for you, mate. <laughs> write it down. Like, yeah, <laughs> flip, slide it over. Flip it <laughs> <laughs> so we've got all that. Then we go into the actual, what's the onboarding like? So we're redoing our onboarding at the moment. And it has to be done to the lowest common denominator. And it's not lowest common denominator. It's not an insult. It's just someone nice. who probably doesn't know their way around tech too much. The person who asks the most questions. Correct. So that every person has the ability to find the information without asking their coach 30,000 times. Exactly. Which again, yeah. allows you to have yeah. more people. Well, it makes the experience better because yeah, replying back takes time. We could be busy. Yeah. For whatever it's not reason. A great look. Yeah. 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 So... We go to the next step, which is like, cool, the onboarding is really, really good. What about the actual service itself? What does it feel like when I land in it? How is it presented? What does it look like? How is this is this doing... Is this wowing people when they first get in? Yeah. What's its usability like day to day? We've just gone to the STC Fit app. Yeah. Um, which we're now getting our head around that user-wise, it's way mm. better. 
back end wise, it's a little bit more challenging than what back inside what Google Sheets good. was. Not much good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, I think it is. I think we've just yeah. been doing the same thing for eight years, and we'll find yeah. coping mechanisms and strategies to make it more efficient nah, as we it's grow. Good. Um, but it, it it is. It's like mm. we're having that experience. So it's like, well, what's the app user experiencing? Yeah, I know. Let's be a fucking client and use yeah. the app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make yourself a test account and actually Use do it. it and do a check-in yeah. and go through what it actually feels like and what do you get back and then what's it like when you get a reply and mm. all of these steps to be like, okay, now I know what it's like to be my client. Yeah. What's yeah. your process when someone wants to cancel? What's your process when someone wants to suspend? What's your process when they message you on Instagram and they're supposed to message you in the other Apple, portal? Whatever, yeah. Like walk through every single step within your business. Mm. Then what happens within that is you go, hey, it'd be cool if we had a digital form. Be cool if we had a piece of hero content. Be cool if I had a new consults that close, STC Fit Learning Field slash resources, teach you how to actually do consults well. Be good if I had a new consultation process. Be good if I had a training app. Be good if I had an exercise library. Be good if I had an onboarding process. Be good, be good, be good. We said at the start, we should. Like that's always the things. Like, oh, we should do this. Yeah, we should do this. PTs are like, it'd be cool if, or we should, all the fucking time. Mm. Now we can take all of those things. So you've got a list of them. Yep. Now you've got your Q1, 2, 3, 4. Yep. Just to, so you guys are aware, Roll we started out. with no notes at the start of this program and this has just become yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this list of things and we can go, cool. Now what are the trade-offs of making a piece of hero content. Mm. Well, it takes X time. I can put it on either Medium or YouTube or even if it's like a YouTube uh, fucking Instagram video or whatever that I can send to people to find me and explore. That's zero overheads. Just have to get over my own ego a little bit and talk yeah. on camera. Okay, sweet. Then we can go down to like a training app or a resource library or a community portal or whatever. It's like, okay, now we're starting to talk about things that are going to take maybe a little bit of substantial time and also require a financial investment. And you can start to go like, okay, well, what's the financial investment, time investment, energy investment, and what's the outcome of it? Yeah. And once it's done, it's done, is like our thing for everything we try and do. Mm-hmm. Once the onboarding process is done, we just have to refine it over time. Once the app and the exercise library is set up, we just have to refine it over time. So they're one hit. We're not creating this huge commitment for ourselves over a long period of time. Therefore, that's appealing to us. What's it going to cost? The uh, cost for our app from a business perspective is much more expensive than a lot of other apps Mm. with reason. But we've determined that what we can do on the back end, what we can charge, retention, Mm. even you've had people that were like, if you were still on Sheets, I wouldn't have signed up. Mm already yeah so those kind of thoughts it's like okay so the trade-off's 100% worth it for this yeah and that's the steps that you can go through and you can go cool in the next quarter these are the things that I'm going to execute yeah after that I'm going to execute this after that I'm going to execute this and then over yeah 3, 6, 9, 24, 36 months you'll turn around and you'll actually have a business Mm. so something we learnt last year, year before, that I think was really cool was like the term assets. Yeah. And how every little thing 
in that list that we just talked about is a business asset. Yeah. That does something. Yeah, it gives you a return. You've built it. It, it like you said, it gives you a return. It does something. Yeah. And you've already built it and have yeah. to build it again. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that mindset to be a business mm. to make the stuff that gives you a return. Yeah. Because it's easier to answer a client's question about macros over and over and over and over again. It is easier yeah. immediately. Yeah. That short-sighted thinking yeah. that you're not going to be in a position that where your time is valuable enough to not actually be able to answer that question however many times mm. uh, where you need to think, okay, well, if I'm getting this over and over and over again, I need to find something that suits everybody that's time efficient process efficient experience efficient yeah and it's making assets that serve for whatever it is that you're making yeah i really like all of that yeah it was good lots of good take-homes yeah so if you've made it all the way through this thought experiment that we just had Mm. on a microphone um take a screenshot share it we'd like to have some feedback about it as well but more importantly than all of that like promote the fuck out of us that's very important (laughs) yeah five star review Yes, but also actually sit down and firstly go through your business as a client. Mm. That is like the most useful thing that you could possibly do and no one fucking does it. Yeah. No one's looked at what they built since they built it. Yeah. Go through it, determine what the experience is like, where could you make it better. Take the ego death. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Maybe go read Carol Dweck's mindset before you start. Get yourself in a growth mindset <laughs> so you're ready to take it on. Um, and yeah, like actually go through and review it all. Make a list of, if you again, if you had all the time and someone else to do it for you, mm. what would you do? Yeah. Write them all down. Then start executing yeah, them. Work towards it. Put them, in, put them in a time and priority order that you can continue to work through them. Another same person um that gave us me a really good piece of advice as well was if all you do is spend an hour on your business Mm. every day within six months you will not recognize your business yeah and most people don't do that yeah and a podcast doesn't fucking count (laughs) <laughs> damn it your time on the treadmill listening <coughs> to us right now it doesn't mm. fucking count it's doing stuff yeah but it's it's literally an hour a day yeah so five hours a week repeated over time and we've done it mm. will night and day you won't even realize yeah. you won't mm. even realize how much your business has changed because you'll forget how bad it used to be yeah oh it's really bad you won't (laughs) (laughs) or if you get it to really good you will yeah yeah you'll remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) or no it's more when someone else asks yeah and you remember that you used to do that and you're like yeah stop doing that yeah (laughs) awesome so that's how to win in 2023 again screenshot share it instagram like it on youtube subscribe on youtube five-star review on Spotify, Spotify. Mm. share, do stuff, other mm. people. Um, and all the resources that we talked about today, so stcfitlearning.com. If you go on there and go to resources, we have how to find your niche. So how to find that person you actually want to mm. work with and identify who they are and their problems. Consults that close yep. will actually walk you through step-by-step from the phone call. 
mm. and to close. So how to mm. actually put yourself in a position where you're the person in that mm. space and programming template. Programming template that'll make you shit something look tangible to take home, which is always good as well. Yeah, and if you're not on an app yet, it'll make yeah stiff very stuff handy. more aesthetic. Very handy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.